gentlemen i am a microphone messiah i have a kind of sort of mr no days off guy here and also an agent of chaos philip katie and uh brandon are back for another edition of the bullet cast what's going on guys hello but there's no brian no brian yet again it's just like it's probably just going to be you two for the uh for the podcast champion champion you know, I'm Mr. Sort of No Days Off. I guess Philip is Mr. No Days Off since he's never missed a show. All 298 episodes. Yes. Bonus podcast interviews. I'm just, I I am here. Brian is just days off. And then, you know, the, other, po- the other podcasts I've been on, I've just I've, I've been going and going and going and going. Energizer Bunny out here. I think this is my fifth podcast. Hey, you're doing better than Brian. Hey. We had a good stretch going at the beginning, and then, you know, fatherhood reared its ugly head again. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the uh, the baby bullet cast. Shout out to the baby. Baby within the ropes. Yes, the baby within the bullet ropes. Yeah. All right. Um. So I interviewed Scott Steiner. That finally dropped. Guys, thoughts? Well, Katie definitely, definitely listened to it, right? Oh yeah, totally. Of course, just like don't, I did. Don't do don't do the Brandon. Do not do that. Yeah, I only, hate only I can, only I can do that. I hate that with a passion. But you Philip, I, I did listen. I I did listen to it this week. It okay. was a short one. Truth. Wait, what? I said, do you want the real God's honest truth? Yes. You're yes. not gonna like it. Yes. Yes, I want it. My work has been way too crazy. I have not had time to watch or really delve into just about anything this week. The only thing I've seen is Raw. (laughs) Well, it's okay, Philip. I don't got a life. So I listened to the Scott Steiner interview, and it definitely sounds like a Scott Steiner interview. It's what, only like three, four minutes? You, you quickly, you know, you, you get your stuff in. You talked about Steiner math, talked about Braun Breaker. That's pretty much it. But, you know, shout out Scott Steiner. He was on the show. He's yeah. a good brother. He's a friend of the podcast now. Yeah. yeah. And now no, he's going to yeah. go on and do bigger and better things. I don't know when Scott Steiner's wrestling again or whatever he's doing these days, because he really didn't plug anything. He just said his freaks can find him wherever. But that's Scott Steiner for you. Yeah. No, talked about Antonio Inoki, you know, the collision in Korea. Talked a little Muhammad Ali. It was, it was good stuff. Very nice. I look forward to listening to it this weekend. That's that's going to be a great three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, on to the other news. The game. The game. I was, I was just watching a video of The Rock imitating Triple H, and it's hilarious. It is absolutely. I'm uh, the game. It's hilarious to me. No, but seriously, Triple H, he... Uh, he had COVID. He cannot be at Raw this past Monday in Oklahoma City. Uh, so uh, uh, Road Dog Jesse James was 
kind of the head of the show that day. And uh, we wish the, the game a speedy recovery because he's been doing his thing with that pencil in his hand, man. Do we know if he actually had symptoms or if he was asymptomatic? Uh, we, we don't know that information. All we know is that he he has it, had it something. Yeah. Well, either way, speedy recovery regardless. Yes. Philip, I thought we beat COVID. I thought COVID's over. <laughs> that was over. That we're done. We're past it. That's so 2020, 2021. I didn't, I didn't say that. I I I didn't say that stuff. Mm. That wasn't me. No. So we didn't. That? So we didn't beat COVID. It's, it's, okay. No comment. It's, it's having a, another retirement tour, okay. like Hulk Hogan, just another one. And, and Terry uh, Funk. And Terry Funk and Mick Foley. Yep. Can't wait till the the Funk variant comes out. Anyway, <laughs> AEW is going to be having a docu series to air. T's and P's of Triple H. Yes. Yes, T's and P's of the game, the Cerebral Assassin. AEW is going to have a docu-series to air in 2023, uh, obviously on the uh, Time Warner Media Networks, either TBS or TNT. Uh, Chronologic are just following a couple of the uh, wrestlers from AEW. So kind of like, you remember when WWE did the breaking ground on the network back in like 2015? I guess that's what this is kind of going to be like, which I'm excited for. You know, they've been looking for something to put back on TNT after Cody and Brandy left AEW and Rose of the Top is no longer... Uh, going to be happening. They, I know they were trying to talk about doing some kind of show with uh, Darby Allen, but that never really panned out. So um, this hey, this seems interesting. I wonder who they're going to choose. What are your guys' thoughts, Katie? Uh, I'm figuring they'll probably highlight Jericho. They'll probably highlight MJF. And personally, I want to know more about the media scrum, but I doubt that we'll get any information on that. What media scrum? Yeah, I don't know to talk about. Well, as the resident bullet cast reality show expert. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, I covered every single, pretty much every single total divas, total bellas, and Ms. and Mrs. back on Under the Radar. Maybe uh, Under the Radar makes a com- comeback so I can cover the ins and outs of this AEW docu-series. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm right. Ladies and gentlemen, Under the Radar is coming back for twice a month next year. Oh, now it's twice a month. I was told it just has to be monthly. Well, it's a collection of everything we don't talk about on the regular broadcast that I just you know throw together. We're gonna we're gonna random... we're gonna really we're gonna really test you. Okay, we're gonna see if you can keep that up. Let's let's let's, let's prove let's prove your Mister No Days Offness. My No Days Offness. Yes. Hmm. But anyways, I'm excited. Obviously, it's gonna have its own spin on things. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be just they point a camera and whatever actually happens is reality, brother. But, um, yeah, it's wrote the top. You know, it's had its ups and downs. I thought it kind of got better later on in the season, but they never really focused. They focused a little bit like on that first episode behind the scenes, but they kind of stepped away from that and kind of focused more on the Rhodes family, which is understandable. So maybe this one can be a little bit different. And I don't know what they're going to do because the Internet loves all the the chaos backstage for AEW. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't know. We shall wait and see. Um, Le Champion, the Ring of Jericho World Champion. Chris Jericho has signed an extension with All Elite Wrestling until the end of 2025. Uh, this ties him up for another couple of years with the company. He's also going to have some role increases. He will be a, a creative advisor and obviously a coach and, uh, and a producer. So, uh, hey man, that's, that's great. 
Jericho's very happy there. You know, we 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 know, especially at his age and the light schedule, and how honestly he just he doesn't really wrestle every week. I mean, he is kind of now defending the Ring of Honor title, but you know, for a while he would just like show up, cut a promo, be involved in a segment, and wrestle only when it kind of mattered. And that's kind of added to his career longevity, you could say, over these past uh, three years. Um, Brandon, what are your thoughts on Le Champion sticking it out with AE Dub? Makes sense. Uh, you know, we talked about John Moxley getting re-signed last week. Now they're re-signed Chris Jericho. Who knows? Maybe this is like Jericho's kind of last contract as an uh, every week type wrestler. Um, because at that point he'd be pushing like his mid fifties, but Sting's still going strong in his sixties. So who knows how long Jericho's gonna do it? But um, it, it's nicer, you know, kind of like similar to Moxley, kind of having more backstage responsibilities and we know maybe backstage structure in AEW needs a little bit of work and Chris Jericho is definitely one of a, a respected leader that if given enough power and using it correctly can be done for good. Absolutely. Yeah. Katie. I agree. I, I think that giving him more responsibility backstage is a great idea. Um, if there's one person that we know can probably help uh, rear up some great uh wrestlers for for this generation it's it's jericho it's moxley um i think it's a great idea one thousand percent one thousand percent uh wwe cancels day one and what are you gonna do on new year's day now philip sleep (laughs) (laughs) Recover was, from a, from was, a hangover, watch college football. I, was, I mean, I was ready to, you know, just throw it up, throw it up for real, for real. Um, this sucks, man. I love day one. You know, and Roman didn't even get to compete at the first one, so this was going to be the make good. He was about to have a banger match defending the undisputed title, and it was going to be a fantastic night. This is Triple H's worst call to date. I'll say it. I'll say it right now. I'll say it right now. I'm not afraid. Not afraid of Paul. I'll say it. Honestly, if if day one being canceled is Triple H's worst call to date, he's doing pretty well. But this negatively affects the bloodline. This this was basically their rock bottom pay-per-view. We also forget, you know, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon are still around and they're still pretty powerful, even more exactly. so than Triple H. So it's I know we kind of get in the bubble of now it's just Triple H's company. Not exactly. Not exactly. So they probably also had a hand in it. Damn you, Nick Khan. Start blaming him like the internet did. Well, everybody was getting released. You guys remember that? <laughs> you guys remember that stuff? But uh, let me go over to the old, the old album here. Yeah. Talk about the rumored WWE PLE lineup for 2023. The Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, Hollywood, King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, uh, United Kingdom, PLE, Evolution, and Survivor Series, all games. So nine pay-per-views out of 12 months. You know, really, really get some build into those. I uh, don't know if Evolution is going to happen, really happen again, but if it does, hopefully they do better than the last one because the last one didn't produce numbers, apparently. Um, Wait, and- extreme rules. No, no, no extreme rules. They're, they're 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 trying to get rid of the gimmick, the real gimmicky pay per views. I mean, God. like Elimination Chamber, it it has something to do with Mania. Okay, mm-hmm. Money the Bank. Obviously, we know what that's for. Uh, Survivor Series War Games. Elimination Chamber, another Blood Money show. I think it will be because you know they have that contract, so they gotta like 
they had the contract for like another like four years, I think. So Which is got, okay, I yeah. guess. But uh, I mean, I've, I I keep saying just... less less gimmick pay per views, and it looks like Triple H has the same idea. I mean, the whole one month pay per view thing was was fine, maybe a little bit oversaturated, but now kind of scaling back as he said, nine and twelve months. I, I like it. I like it. Hey, you know what I miss though? When the brands, when the second brand split happened, and there was like a pay per view every two weeks. That was so much fun. Brandon and I were potting and potting and potting. That's when I earned Mr. No Days off, and now I'm I'm slipping. Oh, I because like when they went back to just one a month, I'm like, dang, I'm kind of bored now. Like, yeah, it was just it was just some, I just loved it. I just loved what are we supposed to do on a weekend? Because like really, like the way it was lining up, there'd be like a WWE pay per view. The next weekend, there'd be an indie show. Then WWE pay per view. Then another indie show. That's uh, and that's where Brandon and I were heavy. Heavy going to those APW shows. And then uh, COVID happened. Yeah. And then we beat it, but then apparently we didn't beat it. So it's, it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about King of the Ring. You know, you know, I love a good tournament. No, I love a good tournament. Yes, sir. I love King of the Ring. Yes. It's one of my it's one of my favorite gimmicky things. I, I love it. I love it. Um, it, I mean, it, I like we, the we, tournament. Don't like how it always produces a dumb King gimmick at the end of it. I mean, so the king the what the king gimmick was all these years i think vince was hopefully trying to capture the magic of cuz the king of like, xavier and queen zelina really pushed them to the moon after okay mm-hmm. i mean the, really strapped a rocket to their backs i mean xavier was, was stuck in the tag scene nobody really saw him having a singles like run he had the, he had the like little, little little brief singles feud with roman when roman stole the crown okay that was cool. And then he crushed the crown and it was like, thank God. Thank you, Roman. That's when he that's when he turned baby face. King, look, King Xavier was he was for the little time. He, he, he was good. Sir Kofi, that that stuff was funny. But what the king, like that. That was funny. what the king of the ring, like what the whole gimmick was, was basically to try to capture the magic of like when Harley Race did it and he ran with it. And he was King Harley. And of course, the greatest king of the ring of all time. King Book. Yeah. Try to, to try you, to catch uh, pronounce Stone Cold Steve Austin wrong. <clears throat> Sorry, he, he he didn't he didn't do the king gimmick. Maybe he'd be I, higher up on the totem pole if he had do, if he'd actually done. I it. mean, he only he could have had a black one of the great. He only crown. he only you know cut one of the greatest promos of all time after winning said gimmick. It's not it's top okay. five. I said it. I actually really like Baron Corbin as King Corbin. King Corbin was fun. I loved it. King Barrett was great. A lot more with Corbin. Well, well, he's he's uh he's doing some things now. Uh huh. We'll talk about it when we do the Rob recap. Yes, yes, we will. SmackDown recap. Bray speaks. Mister Wyatt finally speaks. Great new theme song. Great song. Um, and Bray was just he this this was like a testimony. You know, it was he was just speaking from the heart, and I love yes. it. Yes, yes. It. He spoke to me. It felt. It felt like when it felt like when he was talking, he was talking directly to the fans. It felt like he was talking to me. You, and know, what, you know what it felt like? What it felt like? That promo from Dusty Rhodes when he says. Put your hand on the TV screen and feel me. It felt it felt like that. It did, it did. And you could really tell that he was he was it was just him. It wasn't 
there was no character. There was no gimmick. It was him going, hey, I'm so grateful because you guys have always been there. And thank you, fans, because, you know, when he was at his lowest of lows, we were the ones that pulled him back up. And it was it was really heartfelt. Still said, trying to understand a little bit about that very end with the video. We're gonna we're about to talk about yeah, that, Brandon. Let's yeah. get your thoughts real real quick on Bray, the human side of Bray Wyatt, a side we've never seen before. So you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the whole you know breaking kayfabe. This is the real me type promo, but um, I thought Ray performed it beautifully, and I think he kind of needed that to kind of just get off his chest. And I I think this is gonna like just be a one-off and the promo or the video thing at the end, they're going to do some sort of thing and kind of pull them out of that. So, you know, you can say what you got to say about the video. Cause I am confused. Cause I, you know, look, I kind of know what's going on and I see what people discover, but um, there's a lot of just different speculations of what is going to happen with this Bray Wyatt character. I did some digging. I, I did some digging. So here we go. Um, so the figure, uh, apparently WWE found a tr- trademark for like Uncle Harper. So possibly this is going to be a, a tribute to uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee yep. in a way, uh, which is great. But so the masked figure, you know, that's the mask that Bray wore when he redebuted at Extreme Rules. So the masked figure said, this is a quote from a book. Come with me. Your life is done. Forget the future. Forget the past. Life is over. Breathe your last. And apparently that's from a book called. Uh, I, I, I can't. Uh, I can't even f- figure out how to pronounce this, but it was it was out in 2002 by Clyde uh, Cl- Clive Baker, and he was a horror fantasy author and painter. Clive Barker. Clive Barker, my bad. Barker, my bad. I apologize. Any relation to Travis? No, no. Okay, but Sorry. yeah. So apparently, this uh, this book is about like things that are connected, but in like different time zones or something like that. Like it, I I forget the actual explanation, but it it's it, it's uh it's a start to to something. And you know you know you know what this is. I feel like so the first Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire one, Norman Osborn, uh, William Defoe, great actor by the way. Uh, so after he's you know been exposed, I think we we've all seen Spider Man, correct? Yeah. Okay. So he's you know he's been exposed. He's the never goblin. seen it. What? All right, stop yourself. He's the Goblin, and you know he would have like. Norman, the regular him would be like, what have I done? What have I done? And then in the mirror would be the goblin version of him talking. That's what this is. That's not. I, I took some vitamins one night and I was like, whoa. Whoa, that's that's what this is, you know, and I'm excited by it. You know, let's get some mirror stuff going to be better than warrior and WCW. But let's let's, let's do some stuff like that, man. The quote is from Clive Barker's Aberat. Aberat, yes, that's right. Aberat, A B A R A T. So, if any of our listeners want to actually read the book, there you go. Yeah, I'll just I'll read the quote once again. Come with me. Your life is done. Forget the future. Forget the past. Life is over. Breathe your last. Brandon, what does that mean to you? Uh, I don't know. That that's too. That's above my pay grade. That's just too deep and meaningful for for my. For, I we can't cuss. For my dumb, you know what? But uh, okay. I also saw that there's like a screenshot of like the lamb mask or something, and it was like what they use for Rowan's comeback or the very early beginnings of the wide family. So there's like some 
possible Eric Rowan might be back, you know, Liv Morgan, possibly Bo Dallas. So this whole Wyatt Six thing has really gained some steam. And I think we are going to get just like the this Bray Wyatt story kind of at the beginning. I don't know how long it's going to last, but then, we have, you know, we got to think for the future. What does like what do they do? post this original story because oh. every this this original story could be fantastic but then the bray wyatt character still has to interact with other wrestlers so i just don't yeah. know what exactly that does i want to talk about the wyatt six man the bray wyatt made that his twitter back in may has this been in the works all this time possible did vince give him a call before he before he was out and was like hey well, let's do business again all I know is that I'm still I'm still focused on the quote and and the quote's the book. powerful. It's 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 great. The plot it's it's a young adult novel um from Clive Barker which is pretty interesting considering he's usually like a horror fantasy author. Um based on Basically, a, a teenage girl who's frustrated with her life in Minnesota. She argues with her teacher over a school project. And she leaves the school, goes to the edge of town. She sees the remains of a lighthouse. And she ends up encountering this otherworldly creature guy. Who looks vaguely humanoid, but not humanoid. And stuff goes on from there. Isn't the fiend vaguely humanoid, but not exactly? Isn't this masked person vaguely humanoid, but not exactly? Yeah, it's it's an inner demon. Exactly. Um, the the master thief, who's this humanoid thing, has seven brothers. Okay. We've got the Wyatt Six. Maybe there will be six other. Characters in Bray is the seventh. Maybe. Oh, are we getting deep here today? Oh, th this is why Katie is here, man. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Just, I mean, it, it. It, there are interesting parallels between the things that we've dug up so far and the things that are going on in this book. And the fact that they used a quote kind of leads me to kind of have my gears turning. Um, Either way, regardless of, of what ends up happening, I'm here for Bray, Bray Wyatt and whatever he ends up doing. Because I just, I really wanted him back and now he's back and I'm really happy. Oh no, we all are. Brent, you <laughs> anything else? I think they've done a good job at, for people like me who don't do the extra digging, it makes sense. It's interesting. You don't know where it's going. And the people like Katie who will, will dive deep or other people who go even deeper that... You know, they're giving you all these different clues and all these different hints. And so far, it all makes sense. Absolutely. Hopefully they don't outsmart themselves. Absolutely. Rey Mysterio has moved to SmackDown, gets the number one contendership shot against Walter or Gunther. I'm sorry, Jesus. I mean, the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Rey, shows, Rey shows up on SmackDown. He uh, knocks on the game's door. Um, I he cries and complains that he can't, you know, control his kid. Yeah. And then said he wants to quit. Triple H, hold on, let's let's talk. Uh, Karrion Cross was attacked by Drew McIntyre. So this was originally a uh, the original Fatal Four Way: Cross, Solo, um, Ricochet, and who else was in there? Sheamus, right? Yeah, Sheamus. 
and Cross was taken out. Ray Mysterio was put in his place. And, uh, yeah, Ray's the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. He's been IC champ before. Uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. Ray always works with a big guy. I think it's a great move on the game's part, on WWE's part, to uh, move Ray to SmackDown. Honestly. Because it gives it gives him a chance to be away from Dominic, who needs to come out under from under Ray's shadow and really prove himself as a singles competitor, as, as his own person. Um, I hope that it ends up working out for Dominic. Um, but we'll see. Well, time will tell. Yeah, it's a good way to hit like the reset button to get Br- or Bray to get Ray out of the way. Even though I don't know what why Judgment Day just couldn't go to SmackDown because it feels like everyone just is jumping back and forth. But you know, don't think too much about that. Um, but yeah. I think him and Gunther are going to have a really good match. Kind of gives a chance for Ray to just be a wrestler, be a legend for however long it's going to be. And maybe they reconvene back at the Royal Rumble and we can move on to that Dominic Ray match. I think we're going to get a WrestleMania hair versus mask. Make it happen. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the match, uh, the finish were, were that awesome move that Ray hit on Ricochet. That was, a, that was a little callback to a match they had in Lucha Underground from 2016. I was like, yeah. So good. Ricochet is great, man. I love it. Like, I need a gif of that. So someone send me a gif. Brandon has a gift maker. He made a gif of me once. Yeah, make gifts of everything. I have a gift. Yeah. We're gonna call you the gifter. <clears throat> the gifter. That's the gifter. I don't know about all that. I, I don't know about that. Not every. You know, not all nicknames. You know, not all your nicknames hit. What do you mean, bro? All the ones I have for myself are great. Exactly. Exactly. You, you know, you give all the crappy ones to other people. No. You know what? On the 300th episode, we're gonna have. I'm gonna have to list them off. I think that's what we're gonna do. Longest episode ever. I mean, I only have one. <laughs> I, I've, I've evolved to like, to like, to like a Jericho or a Triple H. Just all, all the names, you know. Yeah. All the names. Um, Legado del Fantasma on their SmackDown debut in ring, they defeat. Hit row. Yeah. Yeah. No Electra Lopez. Yeah. T's and but, but Zelina Vega. Shout out. Shout out Zelina Vega. Respectfully, of course. She looked really good. Oh, of course. She looked great. Fantastic. Where's Carmella? Is Carmella still around? Mella is money, man. She is. I love Carmella. I love her so much. She's I miss great. her. I do. Great SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, wait to see her again whatever they end up doing with her yeah you know ronda rousey wants to take the woman's out of the smackdown women's championship dude i I have issues with that we're gonna talk about ronda because she's wilding (laughs) i don't completely disagree with her or you make or you could just make it the men's wwe championship because why do you make it the women's but then you don't make it the men's because that was already established just because it's established, you can't change establishment. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Just, just one. So, uh, HBK talked about Vince McMahon on the MMA Hour with Ariel Helwani. Uh, yeah, Helwani asked uh, Sean, like, "Hey, what's it like without Vince?" And Sean was going to this whole thing, like, "Hey, you know, we never thought he'd retire. We honestly thought he would die in the chair." And Vince always told the people, "If I die in this chair, don't move me. Let the show go on." I'm like, "Wow." 
this man was really about this life. Hey guys, so you're I, telling me Vince McMahon's a crazy person. <laughs> hey, look, if I if I ever go during one of these recordings, just keep going, guys. Well, I mean, we don't even have a choice because you're the one that hits stop and start. So, mm-hmm. so we could just keep going forever. I I don't know, you know. We could. But I mean, at least somebody like come over here and hit the stop and upload the episode and then take care of me later. I don't know. That's like twenty minutes. I don't know. Do I really want to drive at night? Wow. <laughs> oh. Oh, what you, I'm just gonna be here home alone. Philip, if your corpse is rotting, I will go and drive to your house. Yeah, he's only like ten minutes away. Oh, yeah. Now we know how. Katie now, I, feels now about me. do I have a way oh. to get into your apartment? My complex, absolutely not. But I will find a way. Do I even know what number you live in? I do not, but we'll figure it out. I, I will let you know what number. We'll do that later on. <laughs> Say right now on the podcast. Planning. I, my apartment number is four. No, we're not. They still got released by AEW because of you know the whole the whole fighting and the biting and the chair throwing that happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> The biggest AEW story that has nothing to do with their storylines or TV at all. He was, <laughs> he was randomly CM Punk's best friend for like two weeks, and then uh, they had a, they had the TNA connection and the indie connection. I'm not saying they don't have a connection, but it was just funny that all of a sudden he's on television, and then now yeah. we, we get into this big old kerfuffle. Yeah, that happened. Uh, the Rock WWE executive. Uh, Rock, Rock did a uh, interview with BNN Bloomberg, I believe. Yeah. And um, he, he said he's had conversations with Nick Khan about possibly purchasing WWE and becoming an executive in the company. Wait, purchasing it or purchasing a portion? Or, uh, so what, what he said in the interview was, you know, if Vince ever were to sell the company, it would have to go to somebody that, you know, not, isn't just happy to acquire the brand, but actually truly loves the business in and out. I agree with that. You know, with that. So that that's what he was saying. So I guess I you tell me Mickey Mouse executive. doesn't love pro wrestling. Wait, who? You tell me Mickey Mouse doesn't love pro wrestling. Disney has its own problems that we're not going to get into here. Hmm. But yeah, so I guess that, that's what it was. Hey, look, if it goes to Dwayne, that'd be cool. And we've always wondered what a sale would look like and how that would change up the structure because i always would think if they did sell they would sort of keep the same people like you know like the triple the triple h's and stephanie's i don't know about nick Khan, but i think they would still keep like the wrestling portion kind of the same and then maybe the business structure changes but we see we see a lot more usos on tv we see jacob and journey running around friday night smackdown and monday night raw that'd be tight that'd make it happen yes um Moving on from that, uh, Keita locks up with Nate. So, yeah, Keita Murray, he's a friend of the show. He's been on the show. Um, Brandon, you know, you that was, that was some of your best cinematography. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, it was in a restaurant in Los Angeles. Nate's is there eating. I, I don't know how it happened, but I guess, you know, Keita told him, like, hey, he's a wrestler, and they locked up. I've seen the video. I, I threw it on the Bullocast Instagram. She, hey, congrats to him, man. Just a little one of the homies, you know, getting to do something unreal. Shout out to him. Hope Keith is doing well. Need to have him back on the show. Uh, inside the ring, Bianca Belair makes history. Uh, she, As of tonight's recording, she has had 200 consecutive days as the Raw Women's Champion, 
making her the longest reigning black world champion in WWE history, regardless of gender. That is black excellence at its finest. Congratulations to the EST of WWE. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, shout out uh, Bianca Belair. Highly touted prospect coming out. What? Tout? Mm -hmm. Katie, do you remember Tout? Dana Bryan loves Tout. He's still touting. Do you remember Tout, Katie? Or do you know what that is? Tout. Tout. Shout out Tout. It was TikTok before TikTok. Yeah, it it was WWE. It was a WWE thing. Um, this is like ten years ago. It was it was actually way ahead of its time. I wasn't watching WWE. Tinder. I did have a t- I did have a tout a tout account, and I think I only used it to follow wrestlers. But I do have bubbles, and so I blow bubbles to Bianca Belair. You're like uh, what's the old girl at the uh, at at the Ugwa merch stand? Always got the bubbles. You, you know what I'm talking about. Shout out Ugwa Bubble Girl. Yes, 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 yes. I'm blanking on her name. I'll remember it after we stop recording. Bubbles. Yes. Uh, Ring of Honor, uh, they're close to a TV deal. Hence, you know why Jericho's the champion and all this attention's on Ring of Honor now. Uh, they, they're close to a TV deal and they could be streaming on HBO Max. That's oh, tough. That's cool. Now, if they can just get the pay-per-views over there. Right. I mean, I, I don't know why ROH is going on HBO Max before AEW does, but... I think they I think, I think they would fit there, you know? I mean, if the, the, the faster we can get ROH and AEW to split apart, the happier I will be. Yes, it's turned into to ROH dynamite. These, these 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 are the most uh, Ring of Honor championship matches I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and I used to watch that thing religiously. You're uh, telling me you didn't watch every single Cody Rhodes Ring of Honor match? Oh, of course I did. Of okay. course I did. I'm talking about like Ring of Honor title matches. Hmm. We saw one live, you know, when he wrestled Pentagon, or was that hmm. Willie Mack? This was too long ago. I forget. I remember holding the Ring of Honor championship. That's what I remember. It's one of my like I don't post on my personal Instagram, so it's like I see it all the time when I switch over. It's like the second or third most recent photo I have. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out Cody. Uh shout out Cody. Shout out to the American Nightmare. Uh Ronda Rousey is wilding. Yeah, with the whole the we already talked about the, the championship thing. Um Brandon sent this uh this post or this article to the Bullet Cash group chat. Ronda Rousey thinks Logan Paul should defeat Roman Reigns. For the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. Is she out of her mind? Well, further down in the article, she explained that basically because of Logan's reach is the reason why. And she's thinking of the future. Okay. And who who no, can Roman, Roman, Roman away. has just beat everybody already. So he doesn't really have anything to feud with. That was her rationale, even though it is wrong. No, you, you are throwing away... The the best story of really the, probably the last what five years I'll say we 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 can't do that when the person whoever beats Roman it has to have meaning and it has to be somebody that's going to be here every week to benefit from it you know <clears throat> Roman like Reigns when, doesn't really have anybody to feud with right now so that would give Roman Reigns something to do and it actually elevates Roman Reigns to be in a back and forth with Logan Paul yeah no. No, she got no. her brain got rattled when when Holly Holm kicked her in the head, bro. I and didn't Amanda Nunez just beat her down? Yeah, mm. shout out Amanda Nunez. Jesus, Katie, what are you? You look dis- like uncomfortable. What are your thoughts? I have issues with Rhonda. Oh, so tell us your issues. <laughs> I just I, I really don't like her. I don't. Why is that? Um, I feel like we got heat with Ronda Rousey now. 
I feel like when she goes into the ring, she's not as safe as other wrestlers are. And mind you, you know, she's coming from, from MMA and that's, that's fine. But like, I work, I watch her and I worry about her competitors. Like it's scary to watch her. And I don't really like seeing her on TV because she's not very good at promos. So, this is this is the whole Ronda thing. Um, not only I'll, that, but she's fucking crazy. So I'll, I will say this: um, when she when it first was announced that she'd be doing this, I was like, okay, all right, you know, we'll we'll see. Like, can can she pick this up? She the in ring aspect picked it up, like Kurt. We can say. Yeah, but that's what I've always said about Rhonda. Now the other aspect is in the the talking and the she should have a manager and like other people have said this too. Like I've heard this on TP all the time. She's like like Peter Rosenberg talked about how she's the sweetest person in the world backstage, but when she's a babyface, she doesn't look like she's a sincere babyface. No, like how she should just like be be a heel, give her a manager, be let her be a fe- a female Brock. Like I I know we don't want to say things like that or whatever, but like let let's do do that like. I mean, maybe if they did something like that, I would probably like her more. But honestly, like, I just can't. I've never been behind her. When she came back after having the baby, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, the Logan Paul, too. Like, I know Guy has a podcast, but, like, those in-ring promos are just, like, they're not it. Like, if if they're dead. Crying? Yeah, no, he's trying, sure, but like he's if, trying. if they're down in the performance center working out, they need to be in promo classes too. Oh, 100%. And the thing is, I figure they're probably in promo classes as well, which is what makes it even more disheartening. I don't think they are. I think they probably just have like one person like kind of going over them with like certain things. I think that's it. Maybe? I don't yeah. know. I... I definitely agree. Rhonda is wildin' for sure because yeah. there's no way in heck that we're gonna see Logan Paul defeat Roman Reigns. Absolutely not. That is quite frankly blasphemy in my opinion because if they're going to unseat Roman as the undisputed champion, they're gonna do it at WrestleMania and they're gonna do it with someone big. Absolutely. Sami Zayn. Jey Uso, maybe. That's another Sammy one. Sami Zayn. Who As... knows what who knows what, what the game has up a sleeve? Jake Paul. Sa- Sami Zayn and Jey Uso need to have a singles match. That's what that's what they need. I think they're I think they're building to that. Yeah. Uh or K- KO and Sammy and Sammy pins Jay to win the titles. Right. Yeah, right. Something like that. Uh we're gonna skip this day in wrestling. We're going to fan mail. Uh who do who four twenty? Who do you? Uh, mates, Bobby and Brock is going to be a car wreck, and I'm here for it. Hey, hey we're, we're here for it too, man. All right. 100% here for that. A jack of all trades. A highlight video of Unmasked Rey Mysterio from WCW has been making uh, waves on the internet recently. Uh, should Dominic's uh, heel turn have t- resorted into this type of character? You know, I, I, po- I, I, I saw that online, and I threw it on the Bulletcast Instagram. The uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. You know, you ran, ran the uh the street gear and honestly unmasked Ray Mysterio was kind of a vibe. I'm not even going to lie. Like it oh. it was the music that they put in that 
I think he even said Hootie Who in the video. It's popped me. Like it did, the whole thing worked. Honestly, maybe that kind of maybe that for Dominic may not be that bad. I mean, does I mean Ray? You know, he, he's a fashionable guy. He wears what's current in fashion. That back then, and when he was unmasked at WCW, that was the fashion of the era. I I could see Dominic doing something like that. So you're telling me Dominic should walk around like a late '90s, not late '90s, but basically the West the Coast char- rapper. No, the character is like. What are, what are the kids wearing these days? I don't even. I mean, I saw James Harden walk around in some pajamas. What are the kids? What are the kids wearing these be, days? Like, I know be, for women's fashion, it's like full nineties right now. Like be be the trendy, be be, be the trendy guy or, or something like that, you know, and play up with the legacy and all all, all that other stuff. I don't know. So something. I will like say, that. if he gets frosted tips, I'm not gonna be. Oh no! It's, it, uh-uh. it, it, I will it, not root for him if he has. I mean, he he's already got the Eddie mullet. He just needs to grow the dirty stash, and we're golden. Jesus, Dan, get well soon, Hangman. That was scary to witness. Absolutely. Um, Robert Walker. After those promos from Dynamite is confirmed, MJF is the mensch of the cinch. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, Alfie Lewis. Thoughts on the Kingdom and AEW? We didn't talk about this. Yeah. Um. Cool. More ROH and AEW. Love yes. to see it. Maria Canellas said she is the only woman to work AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, and WWE. I'm like, Brandy Rhodes exists. <laughs> I'm like, what do you? She did it first. What are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, uh, apparently WWE was interested in Matt Taven. Uh, I like Matt Taven. He's cool. Oh, obviously, obviously, we know how. Uh, Mike Bennett's career went there. That was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, Matt. I don't know what they would do with Matt Taven. I mean, he's like he's serviceable. I mean, I just kind of go back to that ROH New Japan R- SG show where, I mean, it was sold out just be on the rumor that the Elite were going to be there, and they weren't. Oh. And they main evented with that ladder match, and Matt Taven won, and it just silence, silence. Because they were in utter shock. Just utter utter shock that Matt Taven. Won the ladder match, not because they didn't care. He became the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Katie, are you familiar with the Kingdom? No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we'll move uh, on. Da- Dan, Philip, have you seen any weird pre-match rit- rituals backstage at shows? Uh, no, I've not. And uh, how do wrestlers get ready and go out there and to get in front of the crowd? I mean, they just you kinda- slap them in the face. No. Tell you, tell you, get ready, get jazzed up, or you just maybe take some vitamins or some fancy powder. I don't none of <clears throat> see none of that. Or they uh, drink some water and get ready to go. Yeah, no, I mean like they like, like just pace back and forth, wait for their music to hit. I will say like I've I've been paying attention more. Like I do see like something click like right before someone's music hits. And then they go out there, and then like they're a completely different person. I have seen that. Like I'll watch like Jacob or Journey or Juicy go out there, and like it just it changes. You know what I mean? And I, I love character is a beautiful thing. I love I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. It's it's fantastic. All right, we are going to move on from that. We're gonna hit the fan or the other portion of the fan mail. Where's it at here? In brightest day X. Mr. X, what it do? Well, that's, uh, well, I was supposed to go to Dynamite last night. I had my ticket uh, for about a month now. Oh, man. But I've been sick for the last week. I thought I'd be able to go uh, oh, since no. I was feeling better. But 
After almost passing out after taking a shower, Jesus Christ, a couple hours before the show, I realized that uh, I was still sicker than I thought, so I stayed home and had to watch on TV. Brother, I'm sorry for that, man. Oh, I hope you get well soon. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Cheese and peas, Mr. X. Hopefully yes, you get better. Uh, he's, he also says we've now entered the end game of MJF becoming the AEW champion, haven't we? We'll talk about that when we get to AEW. Uh, what do you think the chances are of them actually bringing back the inflatable pumpkin for Halloween Havoc this year? Triple H, you know he loves old school stuff like that. I don't know. We'll see. Anything Bring else? back the pumpkin, the goblins, the ghouls. I don't know. Shotzi. Shotzi's Shout out Shotzi. Shout out Shotzi. Right, town business. Town business. Let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley absolutely dominates Brock Lesnar. The beast shows up. Lesnar goes through the, you know, does the barricade spot. He gets speared onto the uh onto the announce table again just gets put through the announce table brock lesnar needs to win this match <laughs> brock lesnar he's taken too many losses he lost to bobby already lost the title to him and then you know he's lost to roman all these times brock lesnar needs to win this it needs to be a hard hitting throw a little mma a little amateur wrestling shoot wrestling in there drop you know, do the kind of the suplexes they were doing at the rumble where they were landing on their heads and high high shoulder blades and then Brock Lesnar needs to win. I don't know about Brock needs to win, but he, he, he bro, he he needs he needs he has I to. I think it would be fun to see him win, but I would be okay with Bobby too. Well Bobby's Bobby. already beaten Bobby's already beaten him. Yeah, 50, 50 booking. That's how you gotta do it. I mean beat we... him again. We've seen Brock just tied at the hip with Roman. I just don't know what they do, what they do with Brock after that. Like after Bobby, yeah. like I, it's hard for me to see what Brock Lesnar does besides facing Roman Reigns because that's pretty much what we've been seeing the last three years. Andrew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Ooh, Brock versus Sheamus. That would be a banger. Or Walter. Or sorry, Gunther. <clears throat> Ooh, yeah, with Gunther. That would be tight. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll triple threat. No triple threat. Brock and triple threat matches is fantastic. He he always does. Brock, Sheamus, and Gunter. Crazy match. Just hard hitting. Right. Just big. Like they will, they will big, go at each other like sharks. What did, what did Biggie say? Big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Riddle um, and uh, Brock Lesnar in a shoot fight. Oh, Brock's tearing. He's tearing. He's Brock, tearing Brock would eat him. Up. Brock yes, would eat him. Yes, sir. He would Speak eat him. Yes. Uh, Rollins retains the United States Championship against Matt Riddle. Uh, Elias was there because he returned. Um, that was a thing. Yeah, it happened. His beard's grown enough so he can return. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean return? Why would his beard? His, yeah, his beard was always there. We saw him, you know, a few months ago when Ezekiel was. Was running around. I don't. Want to, I mean, T's and P's to Ezekiel. Apparently that. Ezekiel. Apparently that attack from Kevin Owens just ended his career, and it really his, sucks. His poor career just got cut short. Yeah. T's and P's Ezekiel. He was Goodbye. over like Rover, though. He was over like Rover. Um. Yeah. So Rollins retains. Uh. Curb. You know. Curb stops. Riddle for the win. Curb stops. Uh, Elias, and then Ali comes out there, and he's just throwing hands. He's like, Ali's, I want to fight. Ali stepping up to the plate. I yeah, like shout, Ali. Shout yeah, out Ali. Um, they've you saw the new gear. I like the new gear. I like the new hair. I know, living his best life, looking very styling. Really, it really is, Brandon. Beautiful new look. Switch it up. Glammed up. He got a glow up. 
Trademark Hi. Naomi. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Trademark Naomi. Um, I think you know what? Brooklyn needs to move on to something else. He needs to be back in the team. Well, Randy was supposed to be back at SummerSlam and that hey, back. Randy. Just... He, we can put him in the team with somebody else. Yeah, he, but he joins Alpha Academy so well or contrasts enough to make him look good. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I can Do we have a choice? Th- I can see this. Riddle and Omos. You call them Bromos. I can see I can see like Vince bringing them into the office. Like, I want to put you guys together. You're going to be Bromos. Yeah. Not too bad Vince ain't in power anymore. Oh, but I, I think it, okay, triple, okay, triple H, triple H, triple H does it. Hey, you know, I, uh, I want to put you guys together. Bromos. I think it'd be the name of the, yeah, there, here, there we go. We can do that. I'm, I am here for it. And you can chant, you know, you know how they're going to chant for Bromos? Definitely not the same thing when Omos and AJ Styles were together. Definitely not the same idea. No. To, to hide up Omos's limits you, in the you, ring. You, you know, you, do you know how they will chant them? The way they chant Goldberg, the same cadence. It'll be bro Moss, bro Moss. Yeah. He can do the floating bro off of his shoulders. Oh, I'm a genius. Because he's so tall, Katie. That's why he can do it off of his shoulders. Have Omos stand on the top rope. Have have Riddle on the shoulders and hit the biggest floating. I don't bro think Omos can stand on top of the we on top. Of the do rope. not underestimate the Nigerian giant. I thought he got up to like the second rope one time. I'm just giving them the saddest look on my face because this is ridiculously bad. Bromos? You wouldn't buy bad. a Bromos shirt? Awful. RK bro, look, RK bro was ever. stupid. Stop. No. No, hey, nah. No, nah, you're not you're not gonna rain on my parade. Okay. Ever. Ever. R- RK bro ever. was dumb. That was stupid. And I people disagree. loved it. Wholeheartedly. It, it it diminished oh, Randy Orton. An awful idea. Randy Orton shouldn't have, he shouldn't have had to lower himself I'm to do that. it now. What? And I'm tagging you. Wait, wait. What do you mean? What are you doing? What are you talking about? No one will understand. Look, Bromos is the name of this episode. Yeah, that's what that's what we're doing here today. Uh, Baron Corbin's back. JBL is his. Uh, his manager JBL wearing some enormous Hunorm uh suit pants. How do you th- how do you feel? About the suit pants? About the suit pants and about uh, Corbin being back. Love Baron Corbin. Wish he would go back to the you know the whole uh he beats people in like 14 10 seconds and doesn't say a word. But he can talk, so it's fine. But if we can get back to that lone wolf character, that'd be great. Corbin is uh you know. He's a decent middle, low mid card heel. Um, him pairing him up with JBL, I don't know, like why? Because like JBL did the talking and Corbin didn't really do much, so maybe they kind of flushed like the connection more. But Corbin's talking was never the issue; it was more just like his in ring stuff. His in ring is fine. His in ring is fine. Yeah, I mean, is it though? Yes, it's for a fine. man his size to move the way he does, stop. Yourself. Oh my god! Right. Uh, I mean, can what's the most memorable Baron Corbin match? Duh, Hell in the Cell 2017. Him, 
Sean Sp- or Ty Dillinger at the time and AJ Styles, the the um the US titles on the line. Duh. Let us also not forget that in the weird uh money in the bank climb through the WWE building, he killed two of the other competitors. Yes. Threw them off the top of the roof. Oh bro, the uh the, I, I try to forget about that. Money the mixed tag match. where he hit that end of days on Becky. Come on, bro. And and he retired Kurt Angle. Yeah. You show this man some respect. Put some respect on his name. And you put some respect on JBO didn't exactly put respect on Baron Corbin's name because he he buried Dolph Ziggler and said this schmuck couldn't make it in the Attitude Era, which I don't know why in the hell you would say that. And then it took Baron Corbin almost 15 minutes to beat this schmuck. Psychology was all off there, like JBL, first off, don't ever bury the current talent compared to the other the other years. Even if I'm not the biggest Ziggler fan, I'm here defending your boy Ziggler, Philip. As like, you should. JB, JBL should not have said that. And then it takes, you know, Corbin 15 minutes in his well, return. Ziggler's been, he's Ziggler. still been competing on a more regular basis. Corbin took some time off. You know, Ziggler, he has that gas tank. So it, but Ziggler's a schmuck who couldn't cut in the Attitude Era, so. Well, that's JBL just talking trash. Okay. Everybody was over in the Attitude Era. Dolph Ziggler would have been over in the Attitude eh, Era. I mean, I don't yeah, think Tiger, I don't think Tiger Ali Singh was uh, over in the Attitude Era. He was over. Yeah, I don't know about that. There was a small demographic. Was the Truth Commission over? Yes. Was DOA over? Yes. Los Bariquas? Yes. Los Padres? No. No. Hey, championship this weekend. Oh, oh really? What day? In the sweep. Yep. What, t- what time? 9.30. Fremont, Northgate Park, be there, be square. Hey, send me the address. I'll be there. I'm going to show up. Y'all better win, too. I mean, there's two games, at least. And hopefully we win both games. Either we win both games or we lose both games, because I'm not trying to play next week. Wait, what day? Sunday. In Fremont. It's in Fremont. Northgate Park on... Paseo Padre. He'll something. he'll send us the address. He'll he'll send us the address, Kane. Oh yes, I definitely will. Yes, I was going to AW Dynamite, but running long here. Death Triangle. They retain uh, the trios titles. Um, I saw like the end of this. It was it was good. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a good solid match as you'd expect. Six man and uh, Triangula de la Muerte retains. Yes, and, that's Pac was trying to hit hit someone with a hammer, but then Phoenix was like, no, we're we're good boys. We don't do that. So maybe a little bit of dissension, but I guess that's Pac's new gimmick now is he hits people with, with hammers. Yeah. Uh, Tony Storm retains against Sheeta. This was a good match. Glad to see Sheeta kind of back in the mix for the AEW title. Um, Britt Baker's goons and Britt Baker come down there. Soraya comes out there, gets beat up, and then Rio shows up. Shout out, Rio. Shout out, Rio. Rio. Yeah, and another good match, and nice to see Rio's back. Uh, I think she's, yeah, I, I think she's very underutilized. I know you know she lives over, she's over in Japan, so it's hard to get her on a full time basis. But when she was champion, she was over. She was, she was. Um, it's just she's still so small. Nothing she does is believable, but it's okay. Well, well good thing G, uh, JBL Jr. is not on the show anymore for dynamite to just say, Oh, she's only 90 pounds. How was she able to do all this stuff? Cause it's pretty much all he would do during a real match. Just well, call her yeah. 90 pounds and just be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what's okay. But yeah, Ray Mysterio is going to be Gun- 90 pounds. But Ray, Ray Mysterio is going up against Gunther and that's okay. Right? Well, Ray Mysterio is 175 pounds. There's a difference compared to a 200 
almost 300 pound Gunther or whatever his he's rocking these days. I know he's a svelte boy. He's like he's like 235. The room's too so small. How is he supposed to beat anybody? Um, we've been watching him do it for years, so it's okay. Okay, but Rio can't do it. In about like 10 years, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, MJF and William Regal they had they had a promo exchange. I love this, but I have problems. Katie, have you have you seen anything about this? I haven't heard anything about it, surprisingly enough. But so, I did but- I did read a recap and it sounds like it was a really interesting uh promo exchange yeah the the genesis of the or the whole uh the idea of the promo um mjf he talks about getting the wb extra work you know where samojo pushes him when he's walking to the ring for that nxt takeover uh and then he says you know he has a trial match at the pc he gets called to win rigo's office rigo's like sell yourself to me in three minutes he does rigo's like okay kid you know we're not going to sign you because you need to get you need to get better send me a match and a promo every month he sends them for a couple months um, by like month three, Regal's like, "Hey kid, um, I'm very busy. Yada 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 yada. Uh, we'll re- we'll reach out again in a few years when when you get better, basically." And MJF's like, "That pro- that made me want to kill myself." And yada yada yada. And then Regal's like, "If that email t- is what motivated you to get here, then congratulations, sunshine." I'm like, "This is hilarious." Yeah. Um, great promo, MJF. Like he always delivers. We know that. We're not supposed to feel sorry for him, though. Yeah. He is a bad person. We're not supposed to feel sorry for him. I've been saying this since he returned. They kind of put him in this baby face mold and they keep inching farther and farther in that direction. So I think they kind of have to turn him. But then you go so far in one direction. If you're going to pull a swerve, bro, and make him a heel at the end of all this, then I think that just kind of dilutes the heat because... We're, I don't think we're ever going to really get that 2021, you know, 19 to 21 MJF heat where everyone just hated him and booed him out of the building. I think now he's kind of just in that mix with everybody else where, you know, they see him as very talented, but they still boo him. But they're also going to be pockets of people who cheer him and it sucks. But I think that's just kind of the reality. And it was a very heavy promo. I mean, talk, just straight up talking about killing yourself. I don't know the last time if anybody has really done that on mainstream wrestling television. So, um, it's it was interesting and like I don't know where they were going because like MJF was definitely getting the babyface cheers, but then Regal kind of turned it on him and then he was able to get some cheers. So it was just two pros just going back and forth. Absolutely, it was really good though. It was really good. Um, Danielson and Yuta they had a segment where they're being interviewed. I think by Renee Paquette, correct? See, si. yes. Uh, and Yuta, the way Yuta was looking at uh, Daniel Bryan, just talking about <clears throat> Bryan Danielson. Yes, that same guy. Uh, talking about Daniel Garcia, uh, Yuta looked kind of upset, you know, talk like, why aren't you talking about me like this, basically? So could we either Yuta turn on Brian Danielson? Yep. Possibly. And that was also that was always just kind of the the weirdness of the Daniel Garcia, because you already had Wheel Yuta and Daniel Garcia and him are kind of the same. So what exactly would have been the end game with Garcia and the. Well, they're not the same. I mean, they're the, the young and upcoming no, you know, possible. Yuder is a pro wrestler, and Garcia is a sports entertainer. Well, he's a sports hey, entertainer, sports. but there's a pro wrestler in in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, because they're two different things, apparently. According to you. you, you know, you know, you know, what I'm gonna, you know, what I'm gonna be for Halloween. I'm gonna be a sports entertainment podcaster. 
but you're already left. You're already a sports entertainment podcast. No, 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 because apparently there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't know. I just I still am yet to hear a what is sports entertainment because all sports is entertainment. Um, that's not true. Yes, it is. I have a couple Halloween costumes. I'm excited. Uh, that's 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 not true. I've never been entertained by watching any other sport. Stop yourself. So sports entertainment is the only sport that is entertaining. Yes. So then in it, but what is the sport? The one that we watch every Monday and Friday and Wednesday and Tuesday. So the sport is called sports. Yes. Makes no sense. Yes. Sport is wrestling. You know that. Oh, so the entertainment is the wrestling. The entertainment is the grandioseness and the pageantry. But why can't wrestling be grandiose and entertaining? Why does that have to be another label on top of it? Because that's the way the nature of the beast is. Oh. Look, I didn't coin the term. Ask the guy who did. Um, moving well, on. He's not a power anymore. Uh, we'll find a way to get in contact with him. Moving he on just did that, that to, to skirt the commissions back in the day. Chris Jericho retains the Ring of Honor Championship against... Uh, Dalton Castle, who was accompanied by his boys. Um, yeah, yeah. Are you? Were you a Dalton Castle guy, Brandon? Were you a fan? I of was. Him? I was the biggest Dalton Castle guy back really? in the day. Did and you, I mean, did you? Did you want to be one of his boys? I don't know if I wanted to be one of his boys, but it does kind of suck that he had that back injury. And he was on and, fire, right? I mean, he was just like so hot back in like what was it, like seventeen, eighteen? I like know, that. He took like, the he took the title off of Cody, and he ran with it. Uh, Katie, are you familiar with Dalton Castle and his boys? No. Oh. Sorry. You see, should we have boys like Dalton Castle? I mean, maybe. We have young boys. I mean, the way you were, you know, maybe needed some a boy ladder to get up into that ring for the 300th episode. Excuse me? A bo- you know steps. what, bro? They had steps. I hate, I hate it. They have steps, and they didn't bring them that day. Damn. It's a tough but, look. It's okay, I, I went to Juicy Spot. I got in that ring. Got in that ring just fine. Got in that ring just fine. I was in front of the crowd, man. You know? Oh, God. yeah. I mean, I, I jumped up there, had no issues. What? Had my stretchy pants on with my Yeezys. I didn't Whoa. Get step up because I wasn't told that I could get in the ring. Yeah, Philip. Hey, look. It it all happened so fast. Okay, when we do another one, Katie, you, you'll be in the ring. We'll we'll have microphones and chairs and guests, and you can ask questions and yeah. Good. Okay. I'm gonna keep you to that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jericho retains the title against Dalton Castle. Then he kills Jerry Lynn, a former Ring of Honor champion. Jerry Lynn, one of the most underrated talents in the history of this sport. Wait, we had a murder. Yeah, he uh he hit him, the, murder? hit him with a tombstone pile driver on the stage on top of the Ring of Honor Championship. And thank God they cut away to a different camera angle, or else we would have just seen a terrible beheading. Sorry, with blood money on the way. Terrible use of the phrase, but uh, good thing they cut Whoa. away because that uh, did not look very good. Dude, I'm watching Chicago Fire right now, and there was almost a beheading. That's weird. Like Ooh. all we're talking about this, you said that, and I'm yo, this is what, what there has to be a term for this. This isn't coincidence, I guess, bro. Uh, it's some kind of effect, bro. This, 
this, this, we're all just living in a simulation, so that's that's why. I know. Yes, yes, yes. Are you low vibrational? Uh, I like my very vibration a little higher. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I like to feel something. You did you you heard you heard Kanye on on Drink Champs? Uh, I, I I know I'm the Kanye guy around here, but it's getting a little hard for me to defend my boy. But you're still wearing the Yeezys. I mean, I haven't worn the Yeezys in a little bit, but you know. But you'll still wear the Yeezys. Well, I mean, I still have them. But you'll still wear them. Just say. Just I mean, say they're you're they're they're, wear they're, them. they're 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 Adidas shoes. Just say, bro. There that are people. Be. There are people that are still listening to R. Kelly. It's okay, bro. Just say, I'm not saying what they did is similar, but they're 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 both wild. So just just say you're gonna wear the Yeezys. I mean, I will wear the Yeezys because they're very comfortable. I see. He said. He said it. Oh my, Katie, are you okay? You look like you've seen. A murder. A murder. Oh, did you just watch the clip? You just... I was a murder. Yeah. He's oh, surgically repaired face. neck. Jesus. Oh my god. Um mm-hmm. good thing there was like six good thing there was like six inches of, of space on that tombstone. Yes. Um Mox is still the champion. Uh, he and Hangman have a physical match. Uh something went awry. Uh Mox hit what uh Excalibur called a King Kong Lariat, which actually I like that name. Um and then Hangman, you know, he, he sells it, and uh, the landing didn't look bad. You know, like it didn't look because like, I didn't see it right when it happened. I had to, like rewind. I thought like it was a lot. I felt like he just like planted right on his kind of like a uh, madcap when Drew like slammed him down. You know what I'm talking about? Just right on the yeah. neck. That's what I thought it was. But uh, I mean, it, it you know, even though it doesn't like look that bad, it's we you still don't know the exactly. uh, severity of it. You know. And the uh, ref was trained to spot neck and head injuries. So yeah. clearly when, when the ref immediately like ran over to him and was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, shout out Paul Turner, bro. For real, for real. Oh, they stopped the match. Uh, Mox is still champion. MJF was looking up there with a poker chip. And it like it felt like this was like timed to happen because like there's like 10 minutes left in the show and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? And then I'm like, MJF isn't there anymore. Is he? Is he? Get, are they going to put the title on him to like counter, like to really counter program WWE? I thought they were about to do that that night. I really did. But oh, uh, you know, Rico's out there. Uh, MJF comes out there with the chip. He says, you know, for the first time in his life, he's going to earn it. Uh, Mox MJF full gear, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I thought the the hangman stuff was kind of a work just because i mean i was expecting mjf to like cash in and there was going to be some sort of chicane at the very end of the show obviously that's not the case prayers up to hangman seems like he's uh not fine but he's doing much better um and they had that with 10 minutes left and they luckily mjf like already left before the clothesline happened so he was already kind of in the back and they were able to kind of spaced out some time, fill some time out while they were able to, to get hangman out of there. And uh, as you said, the promo afterwards was seemed completely improvised. And that's what all the reports are kind of speculating or leading towards. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just sucks that, that it had to happen that way. And just another devastating injury for, uh, for AEW. I mean, you know, punk, the elite, you know, say what you will about them, but they're gone. You got Adam Cole's gone. You know, Bobby, uh, well, Bobby Fish is gone, gone. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, who knows what's going to go on with him. Just a lot of top guys right now are, are hurting. And it just, it sucks with AEW right now. Uh, do you think MJF holds the title until the bidding war of 2024? I think so. 
Um, that's, I mean, I did expect him to possibly cash in that ship because they'd kind of use it as a money in the bank thing now. So I thought he was going to cash in on this show, but he didn't. And I think that is the way to do it. I mean, we've seen like the parallels of the CM Punk, ROH, and MJF character right now. And I think him holding that title going all the way to the end of 2023 is the play. Now, mind you, I, I think he has signed an extension. They're just very tight lipped about it. But I think him holding the title all the way to winter is coming of 2023. Maybe you have a title match there. And, um, you know, that's when he loses it or he holds on to a past that and he's a quote unquote free agent and he goes off and they try to do what CM Punk should have done back in uh, 2020 or 2011. So I, I think MJF wins this and holds it for a while. Absolutely. I'm down. I'm, I'm really down for it. I think he hasn't re-signed and he will go to WWE in 2024. Yeah. I mean, like he'll be 28. I'm just saying, just go try it, bro. Like, you, you want to be great? You can't stay somewhere forever. I mean, Sting kind of stayed in WCW forever. And went to TNA he, also. And then he, then he went down with the ship. Undertaker. He had a good run in TNA. Undertaker. He was there forever. He never left. He was in WCW. Yeah, but that was at the beginning. You can say MJF was at, uh, not progress, but uh, Evolve. He's been in some other things before then. But, like, Terry Funk didn't stay in the same place forever. That was called the Territories, brother. Okay. Think of it as another territory, brother. Brother? Brother, brother? Brother. Uh, (laughs) We're going to get into it. NXT Halloween Havoc predictions. Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller in a spin the wheel, make the deal match. And we are all NXT experts as the podcast title is on the line. And this is hosted by Shotzi and um, what's his Quincy is like Quincy Jones or something. Quincy something. Quincy Jones is a musical. Quincy player. something. He's a who? Do you, do you not do you not know who Quincy Jones is? I, I mean, it's obviously my brain. That's why I said it. He he produced Thriller and a lot of the other great albums of the eighties. Yeah, that uh, so he, so he's not hosting it. No, it's uh, oh oh my god, what's his name? What is his name? What is his name? Quincy. What's his name? Um oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. But his name is Quincy. Yes, Quincy. Yeah, See, I was I was I was I was on the right Quincy track. Quincy Elliot. Quincy Elliot. That's his name. The Super D though. And Shotzi, Town Business. Yes, shout out Town Business. So I have to... my picks. Okay. Apollo Cruz, Grayson Waller. Who y'all got? Apollo Cruz. Okay, you got Apollo. Apollo. Apparently, Apollo has some like Raven superpowers that he can like, you know, see through his eye or something. Uh, so yeah. I'll go with Apollo Cruz. <laughs> All right. Moving on from that. Julius Creed versus uh Damian Kemp in an ambulance match. Julius Creed. Mm. You know, we got the tag team guy in a singles match. Give me, give me Damon Kemp. The, uh, what's his face? The, the wrestling brother who's actually doing well in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I'm not, I'm not in this because I'm still taking a step back from the championship. You know? Oh, oh, okay. He's like MJF. He's just in the suite watching it with his little bullet cast in the bank. Yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm watching. I'm watching. Every every pick we pan to him and he just looks on, yeah. grasping onto his his briefcase. Yep, or his yeah. chip. Absolutely, one thousand percent. Carmelo Hayes said this third run's about to be crazy. 
Can he recapture the North American Championship? He's in a five-way ladder match. The other people in here, Nathan Frazier, uh, Oro Mincha, Von Wagner, and Wes Lee, NXT North American uh, uh, title ladder match. I'll be honest, I have no idea who Oro Mincha is. Um, I'm not going to pick him. I'll go with Wes Lee. Uh, I, I also who... went with Wes Lee. Oh, well, I'm not going with Wes Lee anymore. Um, okay. I will go. You know what? I'm going to go with my boy Oro. I don't know what his name is. I don't know who he is. Oro? Oro. We're going to go with him. Okay. Or, you know, we'll just play it safe and go with Carmelo Hayes. Yo, you want to go with Carmelo Hayes? Sure, why not? All right. So uh, this is for the vacated title, right? Because Brian didn't show up. Well, he's still the champion until, until you know. Right. <clears throat> now it's time for the women's championship. <clears throat> Mandy. Yes, uh, the NXT women's championship, Alba Fry versus Mandy uh, It's Rose. fire. It's fire. Alba uh, fire. That's what I said. Jesus, I'm sorry. Not Fry. Fry. I, I don't know why I said that. It's been a long day. Mandy Rose, Alba Fry. You can't you just be Kaylee Ray again? I, I I can't do this. This, yeah, is well. one, this is the one name change I will not I will not have. <laughs> well, let me here. I'll I'll change the script for you. I'll you know sound it. There you go. Yeah, that's fire. I don't Spelled know out. All the fi- all the fire. Mandy Rose. Do you both pick Mandy? Yes. Mandy. Mandy's been talking about. We talk about these long title runs. Mandy, what three hundred forty days? Right. Yeah. That's, I love it. I love to see it. All right, and then the NXT championship. Well, well, you you missed the other women's match. They're the. Oh my um, god! I'm so sorry. Roxanne um, and and uh, Cora Jade. Come on, do you watch the product? Yeah, Roxanne and Cora Jade. What, what's the match? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just know they I just know they're having a match because they did the whole pick your poison gimmick and you know. Uh, okay. Rhea Ripley Ro- broke the internet again with her pin on Roxanne. It's, it's another spin the deal. It's a spin the wheel, make the deal, weapons wild match. Okay. Um, who y'all got? Mm, give me, give me Roxanne. Okay. Give me Cora. Cora. So there are six matches on this thing. Yes. Yes. When I looked at the matches. That was not on there. Hmm. Okay. And lastly, the NXT Championship. Uh, JD Mc. Donna. McDonough Elliot. Or you can just say Jordan Devlin. Uh, J.D. McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, Braun Breaker, NXT Championship. Ilya. Okay. You're going to go Ilya. And at the end of NXT, Austin Theory showed up. If you don't want him cashing on Roman, I guess have him cash it on the NXT Championship. It would have been more impactful if he just showed up, bro. Like, no lie. If he just showed up, he'd be like, what the hell is he doing here? And he's the NXT Champion. Yeah, that would have been more impactful. Yeah. Um, who are you going with? Uh, I think Braun Breaker's the the favorite. I would assume, so I'll just take it, and uh, I will go does, with Braun to retain. Does Theory cash in? No, because no. I think if he was going to actually cash in, you don't tease it. Or do I they? Think, do, no, I think do they're they going to have. Do I they do the watermark? Onto it. Do they do the watermark? Like yeah. it says about to go off and then bang. Bam. Bam. Yeah. No. Okay. I think they're gonna have Austin hold on to the contract for a while. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That's gonna do it for the predictions. Um, once so let's see. Brandon has Apollo, Kemp Hayes, Mandy, Roxanne, and Braun. Katie has Apollo, uh, Creed, 
<laughs> Apollo Creed. <laughs> uh, Lee, maybe Cora and uh, Ilya. So yeah, that. Uh, and can I just say, Julius Creed kind of a little bit looks like Gunter. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I see it. Oh, that's gonna do it for Superstar Spotlight. We'll talk about that. Uh, so the, the uh, Halloween Havoc is on Saturday, guys. We will. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. Might record Sunday if that's okay with you guys. Well, got the Los Padres game, so can well, I, I like let, can I confirm after that? After that, well, yeah. What okay. time are you thinking? We'll we'll discuss this after. Yeah, sure. we'll discuss. Um, a lot of wrestling going on this weekend in the Bay Area. Uh, East Bay or not in the Bay, just NorCal in general. East Bay Pro Slasher Flicks and Super Kicks. Um. JMM, he's he's become a, a an acquaintance of mine. He's defending his showcase title against Cisco. Uh, Victor Von Richter is going up for the East Bay Pro Heavyweight Championship, going up against uh, Leon Kuzna. Um, Next level Pro, uh, Ghostin and Grapplers. The world's freshest tag team will be there. Christina Von Erie, I believe, will be there. Um, the whole Bike Club will be there in different variations. I believe Sean Sims and uh, Tony Vargas are going at each other. Uh, pro Wrestling Revolutions, Lucha Libre. Uh, is going on in San Jose. Big Oos, Jacob Fatu will be there. Roosh, Bandito will be there. A lot of stuff's going on. Uh, get out to some of these shows. And uh, yep, 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 yep. And of course, next week, Devil's Night. It is going to be a party. And then yes. the, the week, uh, then what uh, the week after that is Juicy Show. So, hey, man, a, a lot's going on. The Bay is thriving. NorCal is thriving right now with talent and shows and schools. Get out there, get involved. Uh, this is this is obviously probably the greatest scene in the world right now, hands down. Don't forget, don't forget we've also got Hood Slam on Halloween Hood and Slam. Yes. also on the fourth, same day as Juicy Show. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're running like that, and Stars of Wrestling is the fifth. It's a lot going on. There's uh, a lot going on. It, but I, I will be at a lot of these. I I'm debating on which one I want to go to Saturday night. It's it, 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 it's it's a, a a tough decision. I was at SPW last weekend. I got to see our Hall of Famer, uh, Mr. West Ghost Design. Mike Miller saw that and he was like, "Oh, really? Oh, really? Huh?" I'm like, oh, we'll, 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 "We'll see what's going on. We'll see what's going on." Uh, but SPW, they always do great business. Seriously, thank you to them for allowing us to, uh, to um, have our 300th episode in their ring and yeah. and do stuff like that. Uh, 300th episode. It's gonna be great. You know, you're gonna get the 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 uh, the Q and A. You'll get us talking about Crown Jewel. You'll get me listing off um all the names, and um you'll get me uh, announcing some stuff. So yeah, that's that's gonna be it. Thank you guys so much. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe. Diamonds are forever. So is the microfilm messiah.